When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast presented by Points Bet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to two thousand bucks. We have more great uh, Points Bet deals coming up for you later in the podcast. Cubs win five to two out in New York to start the series on a good note. Uh, had no Nico Horner tonight. Had no Nick Madrigal tonight. And as Jack Brown points out, four to go. On the push <laughs> to 63. The, the, Make the your celebration plans. <laughs> plan your parade, however oh, you want to handle it. Oh, man. I cannot wait to hit 63 wins. We're going to be celebrating yeah. like we yeah. won the World Series. You, Everyone's going to make fun of us, and I don't give two shits. You know what I was thinking about? Enjoy it. I was thinking about this earlier. Because Cody tweets, like, I'm ready to be hurt again. Uh-huh. Like, like, every, whatever, every game. When the so lineup you, comes out. He doesn't say, so you've gotten hurt 82 times this year. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. More so, than that, because he's been hurt even in the, some of the wins. That's fair. Well, when, yeah, when his bets true. don't win. When, so when his fair. bets don't win. So it's so, probably up to 100. Right now, I guess we're, well, we're hoping they don't hurt you how many more times? 17 more times? Like, they're yeah. close. I think I, I think they can do it. Yeah. I think they can. They Thank can you for adding. Like, I know you're the math guy here. Thank you for having the ability to tell me how many times I've been hurt this And year, how many Ryan. times you may be hurt. And how many times I might be hurt. I mean... <laughs> Very hey, impressive of you. You Very weren't hurt impressive. today. I was not oh, hurt today. By the Cubs. By the Cubs, at least. Uh, the the game, the football game is still going. Monday Night Football, we're, you know, there's still a chance to be hurt. Still I a got, chance. I got Seahawks plus seven, and I got the under, and they're both alive. And I sprinkled on Seahawks money line, which is Ooh. looking good, and I'm going to feel like a real genius. And the guy <laughs> in my mentions who told me that was a bad idea, he's got something coming to him. Hey. He's also a White Sox fan, so you hate to see it if this thing works out for me. Uh, does everybody know about my big bet? I know Cody does. I don't know about your, your big bet. What was it? $20 on the Bears to win. That's a wow. $50 Cha-ching. points bet cash for Cha-ching. the big guy. Cha-ching. I love it. Yeah, yeah huh? Points, we, should, points we, need bet to, we need to gift that. The Joey just put that all on Luke. Like, we just need to, the one he was doing before. Just rolling out yeah. dollar bills with just, points bet. Yes. They might, yes. they might have, they might have it. Then I might, I might have to take uh, Paige Speronic off the points bet. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, move over, Stucky on move there. over, Paige. Get out of here, Paige. Put Stucky on there. We need Stucky. We need a points bet Stucky graphic of him just spread, like, just showing we need dollar bills. Yes. We will consult with Corey Friedman. If Res- I had any dollar Resident bills, I'd throw master. him into the air right now. <laughs> I said, we're just going to need to gift that that clip of the, we're going to yes. clip that and gift Feeling it. Cards. I'll consult with Corey, right, resident cool. CHGO gift master. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, right. seriously. Anyways, Corey. yeah, big winner. Big winner. Yeah, Javier Assad shoved tonight, man. And Zach McKinstry, two to, uh, consecutive nights, really good, uh, gr- really good offensive pr- production. Jokingly said that uh, there will be no Zach McKinstry slander in the in the chat tonight. I also said from the CHGO Cubs account that all members in the chat have to say something nice about Zach McKinstry t- tonight in the chat. So I'm expecting <laughs> everyone to say something nice about Zach McKinstry in the chat. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, I don't when know somebody that you'll get that way, I don't know what <laughs> we'll do, but I'm asking. Somebody gets hurt; it's an opportunity for somebody else to get a little more playing time. And McKinstry's been hot, yeah. So good for him, absolutely, because he's got a lot to prove before the end of this season, which isn't much longer, like, <laughs> right? Like he's yeah, he's yeah. running out of opportunities, and so he's going to get some opportunities. Personally, Nico Madrigal, Steele Thompson, and I know some of those guys are likely going to play before the season's mm-hmm. over. I wouldn't play any of them. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I guess I'd too, play Madrigal almost. if he was healthy. But now that we know it's a groin, I would just let him try and get healthy going into the offseason. The other three guys I've seen enough of mm-hmm. to know that they're part of the future. And I think Madrigal probably is too. And with, with a sore groin the last week of the season, I don't know that he's going to have some moment that you're going to be like, oh, that's it. He's back. 
I'd rather just him get healthy yeah. and go into his off-season program healthy. Yeah, I think that's the one, especially how late it is. Yeah. And the groin. I mean, he was out. His whole season's been messed up with injuries. Yeah, the left groin injury, they kept him out almost two months. Like, this one's like, I know, you know, Jared was there yesterday when they talked to Madrigal, um, and he kind of said that, uh, you know, Madrigal Next was saying, I guess, that he's, you know, not going to rush it. If, yeah. he, if he can play this season, he'll try. If it gets to the point he just can't, like, he's not going to obviously – you know, push it, which I don't, again, right. I don't think he should if he doesn't have to. I think, yes, it has been a disappointing season. I know he, you know, he wants to, to end on a high note. Um, and I know just he all season has been wanting to be healthy and be able to prove himself. Um, I, he had, again, he had a, he had a, a better like month and a half or so when he was healthy. Uh, it wasn't, I mean, it was like, I think he hit like 277. It was like in the 600, 660 or something like that. OPS. Like it wasn't like he, set the world on fire and is like, oh, this is the second baseman of the future. But he, you know, he had a good, he had a good six or five or six weeks, whatever it was, enough that you could be like, he, he, again, a little bit of hope that he's a productive player. Again, I think we've talked about it, like this whole shortstop free agent market thing shouldn't, like and anything that Madrigal did should not stop the Cubs from pursuing one of those guys if they, if the, if, you know, if they want to, which I think they should. Mm-hmm. But, Again, I think going to next season, Madrigal talked about this offseason changing some of the things he does, like nutrition wise and 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 uh, training wise. Yep. I you know I don't think, I mean it's not the it's, it's not like a negative to go into next season with him as your starting second baseman, but again, if the Cubs are going out and getting a shortstop, there's still possibilities for him to be in the lineup every day, um, moving around, like jumping into second base, de-aging, whatever it is. I I think there's just nothing he could do. There's yeah, nothing yeah. he could do in the last two weeks where he'd be like. That solidifies yeah. it. He's a huge part yeah. of the future. Like, let him get healthy. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, let him get healthy. That's, and the same thing with with Keegan and Steele. It's like, um, no, I think Keegan Keegan's been eligible to come off for at least a few days now. Steele, I think on Saturday is like his, his um when he's eligible I to come off. Pitch Steel. I don't. I don't know that. I know. I know. Again, Ross talked about like how beneficial it could be to get to the finish line and know what it takes. But again, it's also the same as like if they're not fully healthy they're not 100 percent, and you're risking another injury and they go into the offseason hurt and that it. takes time away from what they want to do in the offseason like then it's, then it's not a good idea but if they're healthy and they and they want to finish the season i mean i don't know it's a very it's like a weird i don't know how to feel about it because i i do think i do agree that there is a benefit to having them finish the season healthy on a good note like let them get there but you also don't like you don't want them to get hurt again no. <laughs> this season. You don't, and, and you want guys like Assad to get a chance to prove yeah. themselves to see what they have. Like, yeah. I'm not saying Samson and some of the other guys we've seen a lot of, but it gives you a chance to see some other players. Like, McKinstry can play now, you know? Even even if you need to fill the lineup. Like, David Bodie, like, okay, so let Bodie play. I haven't been a big fan of that because we know what David Bodie is, but I'd rather see David Bodie playing out there than Nick Madrigal right now. Yeah, I, it, the whole David Bodie thing has everything to do with where we're at in the season, yes. right? Like, if it was July or August, yeah, different. I mean, we'd, it'd be much different. But, yeah, it's the end of the year. <sighs> I don't know. As, as far as, like, the pitchers, uh, it, I get it. It's tough. I, <laughs> I know a few weeks ago I said something along the lines of that, of, of wanting to see them come back just for the sole purpose of like, yeah, just to see if they can get to the finish line. Yeah. Right. But it also, you know, health is a thing you want. You mm-hmm. want these guys to be able to go in next year healthy. Magical for me, it's uh, it's a little different just because he hasn't been able to be healthy, you know, and like, yeah, like Ryan said, you can't just hold back on pursuing a, another infielder and in free agency because of him, because he hasn't been, he hasn't proven to be reliable. He's proven that he that he can hit, no doubt. Yeah. Over the last month and a half or whatever, he's proven to be able to do that. But he hasn't proven that he can play 162 games a year. Even even yeah. with the White Sox, he didn't do that. So it's like it's very tough to just you know lock him in at second base next year and feel confident about it. But I do like the game he has in terms of just being able to be your everyday leadoff hitter, get on base, and. You know, he, I, th- I do think his defense has been improved this year compared to what we were told come, when he came mm-hmm. over. Uh, you know, I do like, and this is another thing I said if, like a month ago probably was that this off season is huge for him. Like he has yeah. to, he has Agreed. to get stronger. He has to work on 
figuring out a way to stay healthy in terms of changing yeah. his nutrition. Like that it's is, is it's bigger than good. the next three weeks. No, yeah. it just is right. 100%. Like, so, yeah. and then, yeah, I think again, it's like, if they're going to come back, it's only for the benefit of like getting, reaching the end point and being healthy at the end point of the season. Like that's, Really, any of those three guys, that's the only they can't they can't prove anything else unless Justin Steele or Keegan Thompson go out and throw a no hitter to end a season like that. Then you're like, oh crap, like they got that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Right. They, they can't really prove anything as far as like we, we, we've seen what they can do, you know, when healthy and, and giving a long, giving a long stretch. Mm-hmm. Let's just get to the offseason. If you're not healthy, don't push it, get to the offseason, do what you need to do to come out in spring training at your best. Yeah. Sean says you could also say Nico was unreliable before this year, constantly yeah. hurt. I I, I mean, don't I don't went, look at it the same as magical though. I mean, Nico hasn't had a season-ending injury that he was out for four months. He, I mean, he had he was on the IL four times last year. Yeah, but again, like they he weren't, played he played they, five games after after August, after July. Yeah, after yeah. July, he played five games. So you can kind of say that it was nearly that was, season. I mean, that it was, was just, last year though. It was a tough season for him. I'll, I mean, I'm 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 agreeing in that sense, but I I mean I. That was one year. I, this has been like a thing with Magical, not only this year, but last year, and even the year before that. Well, but that, even, if, yeah. even if he had not been hurt this season, even if Nico had not been hurt this season, it still wouldn't at, stop the Cubs from wanting to add players exactly. in the offseason. Right. If that is Correa Shouldn't. or whoever it might be, they, they should still be in. Even if those guys were both all-stars this year, it wouldn't stop me from saying – you know what? Let's let's add another guy to the mix in the infield. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, move somebody to third. Like, what's the big deal? So I agree with that. By the way, I know I see Michael Collada saying, <laughs> "Stop the show. No, no more discussion." Tom Rickett said, "This season was a success." Uh, we will talk about right that on in a minute, brother Michael. Uh, we will talk about that in segment number two. Back. Your segment is coming up, oh, so yeah. stand by with your comments. Start working them out right now. <laughs> Oh, boy. The Ricketts um, comments will be fast and furious from Mr. Collada. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, I think when you look at this game, like the three stars of the game, I guess, Assad, McKinstry, Ortega, kind of all like fringe guys. Yeah, Fringe 40-man guys going into this offseason. I mean, That's what, what I'm you, saying. Give those guys a chance to yeah. prove it right now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because what McKinstry, he, he was hitting under 200 coming in today. I don't know if it's risen he up He might have. It was – I it's remember – 204 now. 204. I was going to say, I thought it, I saw around <laughs> 195. And I know everyone's going to joke about it, whatever. Again, the guy wasn't getting opportunities when he was with the Dodgers, and yeah, it's taken a little bit for him to get going here. And I'm just just because of two parents or two great games in a row doesn't mean anything. I'm not saying he should be our everyday utility guy next year. Uh, you know, Ben Zobers type. I'm just saying that like you should be rooting for him to do well because he could be a very nice piece to have. Yeah, a guy that can play that many <laughs> positions and hits lefty. Right, like, like that's who would you rather see? Like, would you rather see Zach McKinstry out there or would you rather see, like, Rafael Ortega? Like, in my opinion, I mean, I know Rafael Ortega had a good game tonight and he's had good games. And well, That's why he's got to play every night. <laughs> but, like, it's like that's the difference, though. It's like at least McKinstry has youth. And you give this guy consistent playing time and perhaps maybe some things will work out. I'm not saying it's going to. It just there's more upside. There's more hope guy like Rafael Ortega, I still don't understand why we continue to play this guy. It's the one thing that I'm going to remember about this season is how we just continued to play Rafael Ortega every single day after the trade deadline. It's not even that I was upset about him playing every day before the deadline. It was after the deadline because it's like, what's the freaking point? Yeah, well, Scott wants Mash Mervis. He's, he's not coming this season. No, um, by the way, not, those weren't the only three stars because the other two stars were just as important later in the game. Manny Rodriguez and Brandon Hughes got out of that eighth inning. Bases loaded, nobody out, and Rodriguez and Hughes get out of it, and then Hughes finishes the game. Like Hughes is another guy that's proving a lot late in the season. He's done it all season since he really since he came up, but you know now it's almost like the bullpen is almost a hundred percent on his shoulders. Yeah, and, and Rodriguez has got to prove himself too. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, Rodriguez has the stuff, but it's just like, can he yeah. do it in the big situations? Right. Rodriguez, okay, so the eighth inning, right? Uh, Leiter, get, I think he gave up a hit, or he, yeah, he gave up a hit. So then Ross comes and brings in Rod, Rodriguez, and then he gives up two hits, two singles. So you got the bases jacked, no one out. And he gets, I think it was, how do you say his name? Mark Canahan? Or Can, Mark Canna? Canna. Something like that. Whatever. I think it's Canna. Uh, 
he gets the strike out of him and in a bases loaded, nobody else situation. Like that's the kind of thing that you want to see from a guy like Manny Rodriguez. Cause he has the stuff like you just said, Ryan, of mm-hmm. being like a late inning back end reliever type guy. Scary and, looking. Yeah. And scary. I mean, he's big man. Big man right? throws hard. Big big man <laughs> throws baseball hard. And, uh, you know, he gets a strikeout. Then then uh, Rossi brings in Brandon Hughes, and he calmly gets the guys out. I'm actually surprised he didn't give up any runs in that inning. Uh, I was I was a little nervous just because, like, we've seen this bullpen completely fall apart. But when you give a, when you give a pitching staff a four- or five-run lead, more often than not, you're going to be able to get yeah. come away with, a, you know, with a win, especially with how the Mets were hitting in this game. I mean – Javier Assad, again, it was a great start, the best start of his career, in my opinion. So, um, yes, yeah, man. Yeah. Was it a yeah. first career or a first, yeah, first career quality start, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, did you say uh, yes, never, man? Yeah, you never seen the, the Seinfeld man. New York plates? <laughs> yeah. He's going to be driving around in the car with the license plate, the Absolutely. ass man tonight. So, again, uh, just the <laughs> ability for those two young dudes to be able to come into that situation in, in New York, by the way, and New York coming in tonight was one and a half games back. It's not like they're not trying. It's not like they're coasting to the to the end of the no. season. Like, they, they needed to win this game. Like, the Cubs are playing big spoiler here, right? So, uh, you know, for them to come in there and get those outs there, it's, it's huge. I know Hughes gave, gave up the homer to Lindor in the ninth, but whatever. It was a solo shot, and, like, that's something he needs to continue to work on. I know that him, like, if there's anything to complain about Hughes, it's like he has given up some homers. And if you want him to be a late-inning guy in the back end of your bullpen, he's got to be a guy who doesn't give up homers. So. I remember when Hughes had that game in St. Louis. Um, that was a Sunday, I think, in St. Louis. That he gave up. Was it the homer two to Pujols? Runs. Yeah, 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 to Pujols. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Um, but, I, you know, I, 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 I tweeted something about Brandon Hughes, and someone kind of came back. It's like he's given up so-and-so runs in his last however many games. I'm like, the dude's a rookie. The dude, they traded for their four best relievers, so he got pretty much mm-hmm. thrown into a high-leverage bullpen role. Real, really has become pretty much their closers, or is like the guy that Ross will turn to in the ninth, depending on the – hi, Ronda. Depending on the uh, – Hey, Ronda's joined the chat. Yeah, depending on the um, – And Sean. Yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, he's a guy that Ross will throw in the eighth or ninth inning, depending on the situation. Like that's the, that's one of their their leverage guys now. But he's a rookie, and he got really thrown into it. And I mean, not a whole lot of you know. He was good, and and he was good in in, in different situations early on in the season. Now he's doing this, and I mean, you kind of expect him to take his lumps. He's a rookie. He's he's learning, especially he's learning how to do this high leverage stuff at the major league level. He's if he, if he takes his lumps right now. I mean, it's okay because that will kind of give him at least an idea of, you know, what it kind of takes to be consistently successful at this level. So, I mean, again, it's it's the end of this season. Cubs aren't playing for a playoff spot right now. If he goes out there and gives up a run every, you know, every other appearance, I mean, you don't want that, but it's like that's not the end of the world. He's learning how to do this at the big league level. He's learning how to be a high leverage arm at the big league level. I think you just let it go and, and let it keep going. And obviously he was good tonight. Right. So. And second, as one those spots that you I, I, you're starting to really trust him in. When he comes in, you're like, oh, you're, or you're not thinking, oh, he's gonna blow the game. Like when he comes right. in like that, and that's uh, like a, as good of like a assessment of his season, of his rookie season. Is like he's not he, he's not a guy you expect to give up a bunch of runs when he comes out there, and that's a good thing. I would agree with that. Um, by the way, I see Sean in the chat is asking, are you guys starting late because of softball? Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Our softball season in the media league did come to a it close. Didn't. This evening, um, yeah. went out, Dead. but not bad. Lost to one. Audacity, yeah, and um, <laughs> Odyssey. 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 Oh, Odyssey. I'm sorry. Uh, lost to Odyssey and uh, a good team. Congratulations on good the win. team. But you know, enough about Odyssey. What I'm happy about is <laughs> yes, enough about Odyssey. We don't good team. Good luck going forward. Uh, we saw Kevin Wells. They're they're already game planning immensely for their Odyssey game next oh, week. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, I what I want to bring up here is. We made a friend tonight, and over the last couple weeks, that is Mike the umpire, and oh, I was guy. I was okay. telling him, Umpire Mike, I was telling him, I said, you know, we're we're missing the game for this, so we're missing we're missing our Cubs show right now. We got we have a delayed start because hey, of the game, and he said, I'm getting home five minutes. He late said, you're kidding me. He said, you're kidding me. What channel? And I said, we're we do YouTube live stream. He said, what what's it called? I said, CHGO, CHGO Cubs. Look it up. He said, well, what when do you guys do shows? I said, after every Cubs game. He's like. I'll be on the chat tonight. I'm going to comment from Mr. Official. Okay, and when you see that, you know it's Mike I'm, the umpire. I'm waiting for it. Is it here yet? Mike, 
I pray to God you comment tonight. You are the absolute man. No, you is, you, you are, you know, great balls and strikes. If I hope that this Cup Media Softball League never goes to robot umps because <laughs> no, Mike is yeah, an absolute yeah, yeah, gem. I was worried about yeah. He's a gem. He's a He's gem. A gem. But yes, it was the a tough. It was go, a tough game. It was a tough game. The chat will go absolutely bonkers if, if Mike the Empire shows up in the chat. I feel like he's a great guy. Yeah, he he, he we're calls him up and like now the pe- like if we think they're, they're, they're that he's a good dude, then like you know I'm, I am uh, really hoping he jumps on. It was a good game. Like you know we we had a really rough first inning. We 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 sort of fell apart in the first inning early. Um, but we actually yeah. like rebounded well. Like outside of the first inning meltdown, it was like a relatively close game. Me and Ryan were locking down the left side of the trying infield. To, that might be a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, huh? Sean had a really nice catch in Sean, center Sean field. Sean says you're a hothead. Yeah. <laughs> don't bring up the Texas sports around me, Sean. I don't. I get. I'm passionate. Passionate fan. Um, fair. I get that. Who hey, else I played was well, Ryan? For you after I was about. I Cody was cheering for me. I know. I feel bad that I'm not ten years younger. Because then you'd have a five-tool outfielder. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad. Five you know, tools. I, Stucky uh, in his prime. Five. Had a tryout uh, for the uh, San Antonio Missions once. Wow. Threw a guy out from center field one hop. Did really impressive him? stuff. No, threw my arm, arm out, had ice on it for the next two months, <laughs> and that's the last time I picked up a baseball. Up. Sure. No, they, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a very, very rough first inning, I'll admit it. Played a lot better after that, you know. It was a good season. Like, it was our inaugural season. We right. had a lot of people that had never played 16-inch before. Imagine, and we yeah. pulled off a playoff win. Like, this gives me some 2014 Cubs vibes. Like, you know, we're putting it together a little bit. Really? Maybe next yeah. year, like, we're right. going to go well, out in the offseason. Jake who's, right here. We got Jake, the GM of CHGO. Also, the G, you know, he's in charge of the front office personnel. Jake, we might need, you know, like... Uh, Former Cubs, former Sox player, like I, maybe Derek Lee, you know, is looking for a gig. We get him <laughs> yeah, over here yeah. on Mondays, and we get him to Mozart Park. Like, could be all we need. Is it, is it that intense, or is it just like for fun? Do I, I well, the team that we a bunch of Al Bundy's out well, there. The I, team we lost to tonight as a former too old for you guys, but I envisioned like somebody from Paul Kai being like, yeah, five home runs in the game. Paul <laughs> Kai. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's intense. Like, it's intense. It, it, it's, I mean, it's intense. It's competitive. 16 inch softball. How intense could it get? How it's intense can it get? But I don't like, I'm not going to lose sleep that we lost tonight. Like, it's right. We're not going to lose sleep. Maybe that's why we lost. Let me ask you. Maybe that's why we lost. Are you going to think about <laughs> tonight's game sleep. between tonight and the start of next season <laughs> no, once? No, probably not. Okay, Maybe. that's the right way not, to approach. Not in like a, not in <laughs> like my a, eyes, that would be the right way to approach not in an a angry media league softball game. I like Lucas's comment. He says we need Kyle Farnsworth. Oh, that would be good. Like Alfonso Soriano Sean with his says new. It's way intense. It is. I'm telling you, it's intense. Sean Caselli I gave, said he I gave did, advice before Sean Caselli Kevin Caselli said he left. batted 1,000, 1,035. Was it 335? How do you pronounce that? Like 1,000, 1,000. Right? Look at that. 1,000, 1,300 in my favorite. There it is. Glasses. There it is. Al Bundy numbers. If you I, live I in what, Chicago, Sean. You we need better ringers. No offense to our ringers, but our ringers we didn't really have good. ringers, did we? We just had like friends of well, yeah. Well, none we, of our what ringer- we need is Cody Delmetrics heading up an analytics just, department. I mean, uh, we need of, him. We need spin rates. We need what are the best ringers. pitches hey, to hey, throw? Hey, none of our are you serious? Are hey. you serious about it or not? Because I feel like yes. you guys just have fun. If you hey. want to be serious, I gave advice to Kevin Kadick. I would have plunked the first guy. Hey, high and tight. That's right what we were talking chin. about. That's, that's, if say, he wants to swing at it, he can, but he's going to first base. I'm just going to end, him gonna end, it, I'm gonna end it like this. None of, our, none of our ringers hit into a, a triple play. That's all that matters. <laughs> Cody was, was part sh- of a triple play. There's a difference. I don't think that triple play was Cody's fault. I'll be the first It was to say not it. his fault. It was the runners on base at fault. Cody hit the it's ball hard. everybody can say they were in a triple Shout play. Shout out to Nick Moriano and his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, See, we'll I, be back. He's right. We might have to draw the cat man into this. I don't think NBC even has one. They're on the league. league. Wow, Collada. Collada says he's the MVP I, of the Grand Park League. The, they used to be in the league. Oh, in 1976, Collada. Oh, my Lord. Cleanup, you still got that? Might need to dust off the cleats. We'll uh, see you at Mozart Park in August. <laughs> yeah. And with the anger that Collada's got burning in his belly right now for right. rickets. Right. Yeah. If the Cubs don't spend this offseason, he might have a uh, couple more seasons in him. Two, four points in my fantasy league. Oh, look at this. Congratulations. Jared man. Judy can't do anything after that. Uh, Cody, to stop. tell us about your bets. I know you did not oh. bet on the CHGO softball game. I did not. But because if there it was too been close odds. and it was illegal. Fair. <laughs> but if there would have been odds, you know I would have yeah, gambled somewhere. I would have been... 
I would have I would have sprinkled you know any time Homer or whatever by for Joey or something. I don't know because he's fast. He could have made it around the bases. All I got to do is hit it up the middle uh, to whoever the hell's playing center. I field. was out for three tonight, but geez. sorry. Okay, well uh, my bets. It was it was a profitable weekend, guys. College football week two. I lost my bet on Alabama. Congratulations, Joey. Uh, but the NFL has just been cover, so profitable. Huh? Good teams win. Great. Teams I thought cover. Joey was going to go. I thought Joey saw a win almost. Like, yeah, I live was, bet Texas money line I didn't because give a, I was like, I didn't give him a chance, like, but right, they almost a, won that game. Yeah, no, they proved me and Sean wrong on CHGO bets daily. But uh, altogether, great. I, I'm in a much better mood today. It also helps that the Bears won. Bears also covered. I had the Bears to cover yesterday. Twenty dollars, uh, one fifty. Stucky had them on the money line. We made all these bets that I'm talking about on points bet. And, and Stucky, this is this is the correct points bet ad. Yes. Yeah, this okay. is it. This football season, points bet is bringing you a, a better way to to bet live on games. Which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second half bet. The your live second half over bet. God, I can't talk. It's the right read. It is. It's just with, not being read right. <laughs> <laughs> with points bet, you can access. Dang. You have access to to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and the next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch. Do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. You or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Our next partner has a product that I've been using now for six months. I didn't have started using it because I didn't have time, wanted better gut health, more energy, hmm. an optimized immune system. I'm rolling with it. doesn't taste super healthy, but it is. It's got that mild tropical taste instead, and I look forward to taking it in the morning. So here's Ooh. what it is. One scoop of AG1. You absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Again, I still don't know what adaptogens are, but I know they're good for you, and I know they're an AG1. They start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. I get that boost of energy, so I take it first thing in the morning and... There I go. Lifestyle friendly, too, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, you're all good with AG1. Investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than 3 bucks a day. Recommended by professional athletes with more than 7,000 five-star reviews. How about that? And right now, it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with that convenient daily nutrition, one scoop in a cup of water every day. You don't need a million different supplements and pills to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgo cubs to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'd love, Mike Dubb said he would fly down. To, our to play to our softball team. Hell yeah, Dubs is in. Dubs is the dude, man. Dubs is in. Bring your Portillo's cracks. Um, he also just bought our new Justin. He Field, did, uh, or yeah, the new Justin Fields shirt. No, it's not, it's not Justin. There's Field. no Justin uh, Fields shirt. It's, it's the, the QB one shirt. Whatever. The QB slide. The QB slide. Sorry, I don't know who Justin Fields is. That's definitely not. Speaking speaking of Mike Dubs, you should come for this. The first CHGO Bears tailgate has been scheduled. We will debut on September 25th. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I can tell you most of it. Pre-game with the diehards before the Bears take on the Texans and Lovey Smith will be in the corner of Michigan and Roosevelt, 8 a.m. to noon. It's just a CHGO. Hang out with us. Pre-game. Our all-inclusive experience includes food from a featured food truck. It also includes beer it also includes your booze and a live DJ Look from the that. area. And it's only 15 minutes to Soldier Field across Grant Park. All for sweetness, $34. Oh, oh. 34 bucks, booze, beer, food. And I've vibes. heard what the food truck and is. Vibes. It's a vibe. Yeah. Vibes? And, and a DJ. And then you can go hang out. 
if you don't have tickets to the game, then you guys can go to a bar. We can go to a bar afterwards. Or if you oh, do have yeah. tickets to the game, it's 15 minutes to get to Soldier Field. So get your Love tickets it. for our tailgate at allchgo.com. Click on the tailgate banner. It's also in the show description. <laughs> so don't want to miss out on that. Or, by the way, 17, 16 minute to go. Russell oh, Wilson with yeah. the ball. His former stadium. This is rough. And Cody is shaking I in his sweating. boots. Wait, sorry. Tell me, what does Cody have? I, I have Seahawks plus seven, the under, and... Seahawks that's not a fumble. Line. That's an incomplete pass. Plus seven, the under, and money line. And money line. Seahawks not in a parlay. Russ? Not, a parlay. not in a parlay. Just all separate. So right now, two of the three look good. Yeah, I was going to say, Seahawks minus seven doesn't look great, but... No, no, I have Seahawks plus seven. Oh, plus they're, seven. What am I thinking? Yeah, yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah, they're the dog. Oh, oh that looks... Oh, no, 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 <laughs> we'll default to Cody on that one. He yeah. is our community leader. It could leader. have been in the old Taco Bell. Or the old Taco Bell. You know what? Just find out any McDonald's day that we're not line? doing a show. And, and put Cody, us outside, Cody do will, donuts. Cody will probably be there. And, you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll meet you out there. Well, we, we'll, we'll do it at Corey's apartment because Cody already doxed, <laughs> Cody already doxed him on the show. So. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. Uh, let's get the Michael Colada segment because I know he's... Waiting for this, right. and as a former MVP of his 16-inch softball league, Love he it. deserves this. Yeah. Uh, should, when we reference Michael Collada, can we just start saying former MVP of 16-inch softball league, Michael yeah. Collada? 1976 champion about. Michael Collada. Yeah, like that's how. Like we don't. I guess we don't have to say it every time, but just like, I mean, like net, when we say his name for the first time, we yeah, have to first reference. It. First reference. MVP. Whoa, 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 whoa. 1976 Grant Park Industrial League MVP. That's the official. You see title. how the ringers are picking up. Yeah. Stuckies have come through. Ronda used to be a slow pitch softball pitcher. These aren't the Stuckies. Stucky doesn't play softball. They're the they, Stuckies. They're always the Stuckies. They're always the Stuckies, Ryan. I know you've been in the press box. Um, but you know this. The uh, Ricketts was, you were one of what, six reporters to talk yeah. to Tom Ricketts? Yes. Congratulations and on being Michael Collada's been waiting for this interview <laughs> all year long. So tell us what was said. I did hear the quote where he said, now, we're going to take this totally out of context, but he did say this season has been a success. <laughs> it's a, uh, out of context. Is that a 50? He missed, missed it. Field goal. McManus? Yep. Wow. He missed it. Oh, they called no, a they timeout. Call time they called timeout. Let's no. Oh, the icing could cost the Seahawks. Oh, my God. Um, do, we oh. Want to, do we want to just watch the end of this? Or should I? Yeah, yeah we, have to, we have Pete to. Pete Carroll All looks right. bewildered that they called yeah. a timeout, but he was the one that called it. We, I don't like Pete Carroll we at all. will. I'm going to slowly transition us into the Ricketts talk. Uh, he did say the ball is in Judd's court. He can do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of funny. I mean, we Financial parameters. We It was the like, the Pat Hughes and Jose Cardinal got inducted to the Cubs Hall of Fame. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the Blue Jackets, all that stuff. It was really cool. Um, did like the Blue Jackets. 64-yard yeah, cool. attempt. There's no way. There's oh, no way. If it was way. in Denver, there'd be a way. But in Seattle, I'd say no. McManus might He's have got a leg. leg. He's got a leg. Oh. He got it. He got it. Oh, doink. Oh, yes, doink. let's go. Oh, man, it's doink. 64. Seahawks money line, baby. Let's go. Right. <laughs> oh, cover man. your ear. Cover your ears if you're listening to this in your car. Don't. Yeah. And the DNVR. No, we're, yes, we're supposed to be upset Cody. about this for DNVR. Oh, we're supposed man. to be upset. Sorry, DNVR. Yeah, Shout ne- out to my bank account. Never mind. We're right. not, we are not happy about All that. All right. So it was the... Uh, it was the Cubs Hall of Fame induction. You know, Pat Hughes, Jose Cardinal were there. Buck O'Neill also got a plaque. Um, you know, he was uh, – Ricketts was there. Uh, we kind of staked him out for a while to try to talk to him. Got got about 10 minutes with him. First time we got to talk to him all season. Um, you know, he, he's talked at, like, the Fergie Day thing, and I think he's talked a couple other times, like, mm-hmm. at a podium kind of setting. But um, it was the first time we really got to interview. Um, yeah, he did say the season is, is a success. Out of context, it sounds worse than it, than it really does. Uh, I mean, it's not like the season has been successful in a game sense, and a record sense. No, but it's what I talked about like before the season started, right? Like how many of the yeah. individual wins do you have to have for a rebuilding season to be considered a success? I see what Michael's saying. Yeah, yeah. 23 games under 500, what owner could ever say it was yeah, a success? Exactly. But like 100%. if you know that's what position you're in, rebuilding – they have like Nico is a win, like Steele is a win this year. Yeah, 
Thompson to win. I don't know how many of those you yeah, need and that's for it where to the be success successful, comes, though. That's where the, and that's where you know he talked about the success as far as like you know we that they knew it was going to be a season where they had to rely on a lot of young guys to you know come up and and develop at the right uh, the right pace or or whatever. Uh, but not even that. It's like the, the guys in the minor leagues, you know, the top <laughs> prospects looking better. Um, the you know just the minor leagues in general. Obviously, the pitching development in the minor leagues has been has been a success. You've seen it on a lot of these top pitching prospects. Um, you know, just actually just the pitching depth overall has looked so much better in the minor leagues this year. So I guess that's a success. Right. Um, a guy like Nico, a guy like Keegan, a guy like Justin Steele, all you know, kind of developing well and showing that hey, they got a spot on this team next year, and, and you can rely on them to do some things. That's part of the success. Yeah, I mean. It, the season overall has not been a success because they are twenty three games under five hundred. Like, you can't call that a success. No, but I, I in the there in, have been some silver linings yes, in an yes. awful season. Yeah, no, and that's that's where that's I would have said it, I, but it, like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Saying it's been a success is probably not the right <laughs> way to phrase it, but there, yeah, there have been some successes in the season overall. It's not been, um, but I mean, he's that's kind of what he grasped onto is that he feels comfortable with the direction of the team as far as these young guys developing, as far as the pitching development, looking a lot better. Um, but then it kind of came to, you know, it was just a bunch of things that we didn't, that weren't unexpected, him to say. Like, he wasn't going to say this team stinks. He wasn't going to say um, we we have no idea what Jed's doing, that kind of stuff, which, I mean, I, I think it looks like Jed has a plan. Um, some of the things he's done, especially at the trade deadline with, like, Wisniewski, uh, Ben Brown, like, those are, look, those are you know, early returns are fine. Yeah. Um. He he didn't say anything that we didn't expect him to say, um, but I, the one thing that I kind of kept coming back to was he um pretty much like you said he pretty much said the balls in Jed's court like uh, whatever decisions need to be made are going to be made by Jed and if Jed comes to him saying this is the right guy at the right time gives him the plan then the Ricketts doesn't have a problem signing off on it that's right. that, that was a lot of the things I'm saying so I'm like okay. Like, it, it felt like he kind of kept deferring to Jed a lot, which it is Jed's job to build the roster. And 100% is. It, it is now, his job. And also, he yeah. could also just say, this is your budget. Yeah. Spend it however you want. Yeah. Right? And, like, and, I mean, and, that may have been the case with the last team. A lot of that money went to Hayward. Yeah. And we know that because, like, this last their last offseason, that we know he went under budget. Like, he didn't spend all the money he could have. Um, and the I think it was the assumption that that money would kind of get carried over. When he, yeah, you know, right, to, right. to spend like this off season or whenever it is. Um, but that's when it keeps coming to, down to, and I, I don't remember who said it in the, in the chat. might've been Lucas um, said that this is a very important off season. Maybe the most important off season since 2014, when they signed John Lester, mm-hmm. like this is important Agreed. in the Agreed. sense that you have, it might, I mean, it's not like the best foundation ever, but you have good players that are young, that are cheap, that you are going to be players. here for a while. Yeah, the guys that have developed really well, guys that are in the minor leagues that will be coming up in the near future, and and that's your foundation, and, and they have confidence in that foundation. If you do that, or if you do have confidence in that foundation, now it kind of comes time to, like, put put your money where your mouth is, right? Like, this is – it, and, and I, re- I wrote about it on, on Saturday – um, allcsgo.com. It's locked, so you need a subscription to to um, sign up. But if hey, if you sign up for allcsgo.com, get a membership, you get a free shirt. You can get that QB slide shirt free. Um, but I wrote about it on Saturday when it's like in 2014. I mean, I don't know. It's not like a one-to-one comparison with this season, but it, it feels kind of similar places. And like, what are they going to do this offseason? They went out and got their guy. They didn't wait till 2015 to go get John Lester. They got him. They got him that offseason, and then 2015 is when a lot of things clicked, right? Izzy Michael thinks Rickett said it just to, just to take him off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, my whole thing about the entire, like, Ricketts, every time Ricketts talks, we all just come away even more pissed off. Like, he just he just doesn't know how to talk, like, in front of people, in my opinion, I don't. I don't know if it's that. It's just that he doesn't like like things like, coming I, I, out, coming off out of context and stuff. Like, yeah, okay, that's fair. Like that. Like the only time I feel like he's ever actually good at talking in front of people is at the Cubs convention, and <laughs> I've been there to actually see it. And I feel like during the Golden Era, when he would go on stage and the Cubs were winning, like he, you know, he was someone that you looked at and you're like, we have a good owner. But now things have gone downward the last honestly, since 2018 ended. And, you know, it's it, it's at a point where no matter what he says, 
people are just going to just be pissed off about whatever he says. And there isn't yeah, much you I'm can saying. say about a 2300, right. 500 team right. that's going to yeah. not come Actions across speak awkward than words. at some point. And that's what I'm talking um, about this offseason, where I kind of left off <laughs> when we started laughing at Michael's comment. Uh, is that 2014? They didn't wait to go get to go. They didn't wait till next season to see who they, they wanted. John Lester. They went and got him. Whether they were going to be in the playoffs, like the 2015, really was a surprise. Like yeah. no one expected them to be, uh, you know, 97 wins and go all the way to the NLCS. You're hoping for 80. Yeah, but then they went out and got their guy, knowing that he was going to be there for a few years. As these young guys, Chris Bryant, uh, he wasn't he wasn't up yet. Kyle Schwarber wasn't up yet. Wilson Contreras wasn't up till a year later. Javi Baez had a really disappointing rookie like that mm-hmm. first like was it like 50 games something like Strike that strikeout rate of like 40 yeah. percent yeah. and Rizzo was in like his third season he, he made the all-star team that year but it was like a lot of those young it was guys Rizzo and Castro yet. yeah and Castro didn't even make it to the World Series team like that's yeah. <laughs> that that there was a lot of young guys that were still developing or weren't even up yet but they went and got their guy and that's when you look at this offseason if they want a frontline starting pitcher if they want one of those all-star shortstops that are expected to be on the market go get him yeah because you have guys that are in the majors right now developing still, Nico, Keegan, Steele. And you got guys in the minors, Brennan Davis probably next year. Um, Wasneski and Caleb Killian probably are both up next year. Ben Brown maybe maybe at some point, maybe not till 24, but you know even then it's like another year. Mm-hmm. And same with PCA. You got guys that are coming and you got guys that are developing, but don't take that as like okay, we need, you know, one more year of, of we're just going to we're we're just going to let all these guys just keep developing. Like if you got a guy out there like Carlos Correa or whoever, you know, some some guys like that. I don't want to, like, speculate on Show who they want to take. <laughs> you know, they have no, the trade form. Yeah. I don't want to, like, speculate on who they should go get or who they, you know, should be targeting. But if there's a guy out there that they, like, this this guy would fill a major hole in our team and help us be competitive this year while these other guys still develop, they should do it. They shouldn't just sit this offseason out knowing, like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll kind of come back next year when a lot of these guys are up and have developed and then we got a better view of our roster like no it's like if you got a guy Which, this offseason that you want and that's you know is gonna help well, we do you, expect that right yeah and that's we if expect they that. don't then it'll be that's i mean we're already alarming. pissed off like that's it would be saying. even more yeah, like no, it I, would I agree yeah. it like, would reach new levels of yeah. disappointment and anger from the fan base and you know i've never advocated for people to just not go like to boycott Wrigley Field I've never boy or I've never advocated for that because like at the end of the day like Ricketts doesn't care because people are still going to go no matter what but like it would get to that point where I would stop going and we all know how much I love going to Wrigley Field it's so, right and it's just like again it's one of those things where it's like he had I me mean, just because Jed didn't go out and get Carlos Correa last year or whatever I mean he got he spent a lot of money on Suzuki Got Marcus Stroman to a pretty a pretty decent sized contract, like so he he's not sitting out every offseason. He's going and getting these guys that he's like, eh, you know, this this could be a part of our future. This could be a part of of helping us win in the next couple of years. But he's got to do it again this year. Like they have the money, they don't have to win the World Series next year, but if they want to be competitive and 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 playoff contenders, like go get someone, go get someone that you know is going to help you and that could be here for a few more years when these young guys are you know starting to get closer to their peak value or peak. Uh, 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 ability, right? Like mm-hmm. Nico in a couple of years is going to be 27. Like that's right, right prime baseball age. And if you got a guy, you got a couple more guys this off season and the next off season, then you got a, a, a see. It would you would see you would feel like you'd have a really good team at that. It's point, a right? better position now because now you're not in a position where you have to build the farm system by getting rid of guys. Yeah. Now you have a farm system that can slowly build up and and it could spend money at the same time, right? I mean, let's. That's what we're hoping for this offseason. <clears throat> that's what Sean said. You could build your prospects, yeah, miners, and still spend money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the whole point. It's just they got to do it. Like you said, actions speak louder than words. Like it's about doing it. Like you say it. You say Jed has, uh, you know, if Jed signs off or Ricketts would sign off on a guy if Jed wants him. But you got to go do it because there are going to yeah. be guys out there that they want that that, that right. you look at the roster and, and what holes are, or not even holes, but just like who can come in here and help this team. And if, 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 you got to go do it. You got to go do it if that's what that that's going to help you. If the ball has always been in Jed's court, like legitimately always been in Jed's court, then he is the one who wanted to trade Schwarber and he's the one who wanted to trade you Darvish. And he's the he if that if it has always been in his court, he's the one who started the rebuild and decided that they needed to basically revamp. And 
in a way, like I, I, I kind of believe I, that to be honest with you. Yeah, in a way, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, like because yeah. you know the chat and you know on Cubs Twitter, social media, whatever, everyone blames Ricketts for them not spending money. But in a way, like you can think about it. If you think about it, you can you can kind of maybe talk yourself into thinking that maybe it was just Jed th- wanting to put his own team together. You know, maybe. Theo leaves. It's Jed's team, and now he wants to put the team together the way he wants to. Like, listen, if this works out, great. I don't think that the Cubs needed to completely trade everyone and and not try and keep any of the core and all that and, and put all of us through this bullshit. But, like, you know, he chose a route, and if it works out, then great. You, I'll give him credit. I'm not out on him. I'm just saying that, like, the route that we have taken or he has taken to do this Man, I feel like there is an easier route that he could have taken. So, like, that's well, where that's where I come back, and I'm like, it can't all like the ball can't completely be in Jed's court. So that's why that's what brings me back to the whole like Ricketts just he says what he says, and it always comes out of context, and it always like it always just makes you more pissed off. And I'm, I'm speaking from I also a, think a fan part, perspective. I also think here. part of that is like fans expecting him to say something different or right. something really. Like resounding, like we're brand gonna, new. What's he gonna like, do? Come out and say we're gonna spend five hundred million no. this off season? It's like, like, I don't know what he. What do you? What's yeah. he going to say? As far as the Jed plan, I think I personally believe that was the right move mm-hmm. because well, that core wasn't working, and we've all said that it, we could have kept one guy. Yes, but you needed to rebuild the farm system. The problem was the farm system had dried up because they didn't make good picks or they didn't develop those guys at the minor league level. So yeah. that's being reworked. They've started with a new farm system, group of players. And I'll just throw this out there. It is possible that a general manager who's starting looks at it and goes, well, if I, if I trade away all these guys and I start and say, we're going back with the plan that won us in 2016, we're starting with a bunch of young guys. We're going to build up from there. Then we're going to add through free agency. But that's going to take a little bit. Now, they didn't technically say that, but everything they've done has shown, shown us that. that. Yes, yeah. buys you, that buys you. That buys you a lot more job security yeah. than than going out and buying two big free agents and, and they bo- they yeah, boom they're done and yeah. you're out of a job in two years. Yeah, that's and that's true. and that's it's just where, the truth. That's where we're asked. Like the, the 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 current rebuild and the rebuild that ended up in the World Series are similar in a lot of ways. And so you you hope that that's the way this rebuild ends. Obviously. Right. Yeah. But it's also to the point of like. And, and, and Ricketts also kind of talked about, like, the mistakes that kind of were made along the way. Jed's talked about it before. It's like the, 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 this whole the promise, of, promise of sustained success. I got yes. it out. Yeah, it's not easy. It didn't, it didn't happen because they, the, the depth in the farm system and just overall wasn't there. And the player development wasn't there. And that's why you kind of got back in this spot that, that they're in now. That's why they're rebuilding for the second time in a decade. But if they do that better this time around, it seems like they're doing some of the things that really worked well for them in the first time, but they also have to do other things better because there's a reason why this, the, the, it only led to one championship and six years later they're going to lose 90-plus games. Like right. that's, that's, There's a reason why it didn't work out the first time and they have to take those mistakes, learn from them, and do it better. It's not, I mean, it's not easy. It's very easy to, for me to say that up here and for us to say that up here. It's not easy to do that, and you could. I mean, you 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 saw it firsthand with the Cubs the way they had to dismantle the roster last year. But they that's if they want to turn this team into a perennial winner, a team like the Dodgers or the Cardinals or the Yankees that are going to be in there every year. These are the things they got to they got to do right this time. Yeah, absolutely. It you know the league's different now. Like the only way teams are giving up major prospects are for guys like Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. So, like, that that was the difference when Theo was running the show. I mean, teams were trading major prospects for guys all the time. I mean, I mean Addison Russell. Yeah. He got, got him for Jefferson Margin. I don't remember. I know everyone trade, likes but. to shun the guy, but, I mean, he – once upon he, a time was the starting shortstop he, for the World Series. He and helped a top win prospect. the World Series, and you know Arietta and Strope is far and away the greatest oh, Cubs trade ever. But like Aston Russell for Jeff, Jeff Samarja has to be like right there, like outside of like all the bad stuff. But like the fact that he was a starting shortstop for the Cubs in 2016, and you know that see like that season, even 2015, he he showed signs of being the future. Yeah, all the bad after that, I get it. I'm sorry yeah, for he, even he, talking about him <laughs> any longer. But all I'm saying is that. The 
the league was different. Teams were willing to give up prospects back then. Now teams aren't. And I think the different the the thing that the Cubs will do better this time around is they probably won't be willing to just ship out prospects for a what they hope is a top end starter or yeah. you know some like unless it's someone who has significantly proved it over year after year. And I mean, Jose Quintana was a very good pitcher for the White Sox for sure. But like I don't know like. He wasn't worth two major prospects. Let's there be were real. mistakes. Yeah, they there were, were mistakes. mistakes, and like, you know, there's other ones in there too. But that's the one that everyone's always going to look back at. So, uh, you know, all I'm saying is that I think this time around, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, and you just pray to God that they keep developing talent in the minor league system. Once they get this thing turned around, they keep developing minor league talent. You get bring up PCA, whatever. Yeah. Hopefully in a year or two or three after that, you've got the next high-end outfield prospect that's on the way just Develop in case. Develop them, though. Yes. That's like you said, but that's also why the guys they brought back haven't all been the same age. Yeah, right. So exactly. they're, they're, it's staggered, and now yeah. you can develop that's right. the, the next wave, which is what they have the, to do. All the best guys they had came up within like, <laughs> two, with, within two years, really. Right. Yeah. It was, it it was over out. three seasons, but it, was, it worked, it worked out. out. But it after that, out. they didn't but do as yeah, well. Yeah, the depth just wasn't there. Lucas... Um, Seth mentioned the pitching development we have right now is so much better. Yes. Look at what we are churning out for relief pitchers. I mean, Rick is kind of pointing to that too at one point. Um, he said, I think overall, you guys have to admit our pitching infrastructure has really delivered at the minor league level, developing players, but at the major league level, getting the most out of the pitchers we have. Some guys have really stepped up, so I'm super optimistic going forward. And honestly, I mean, he said that, and I was, I'm like, I can't really disagree. Like, the pitching infrastructure looks so much better than it did the last time. Like, you need to see it lead to things in the major league level, which obviously hasn't happened yet. But you got a few guys, you know, again, Steele, Keegan Thompson, looking good. You got guys in the minor. I mean, Brandon Hughes got turned, you know, brought up and looks good. You got guys in the minor leagues who are, you know, pitching the lights out who maybe in the next couple of years also need to prove themselves at the big league level, but they look fine now. So I, I, I couldn't disagree in that sense. I'm like, that, like you're right. Like yeah. the pitching infrastructure has impressed part, so yes. far, but it obviously has to keep continuing. Quick question before pins and aces. Did the Cubs get to an NLCS with Jose Quintana? They did. They did. Okay. The White Sox have not been to the ALCS with either of the guys that were traded there. Oh, are we talking about Sean, Sean's comment? <laughs> stick that in your pipe. Uh, pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our pins and aces gear and get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store not one, two, three, four, five, or six, but seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep seven. drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. By the way, huge dope merch alert. Two new shirts just dropped in the CHGO locker. You're going to want to slide into the CHGO fam with new swag from our CHGO locker. Don't forget, there's another way to do it, too. Get your choice of a CHGO t-shirt when you sign up for a membership. It also comes with a year's worth of our written content. Herrera alone is worth that, but you'll want to get the bonus merch as well. The new slide shirt, selling like fire today. Absolutely. Yeah, QB slide. Look at I this. bought it whenever I was on the treadmill. That's that's like double. That's, that's I was watching. I was right watching. There. I was watching the Bear Show on the at the gym on the treadmill. Hashtag gains. Hashtag yeah. gains. And I, you know, they 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 advertise it, and I was like, I'm gonna go buy it's it right like now. Mine. So yeah. I I I bought it right then and there, like that. It looks clean. Speaking man. of sliding and, and in the water, so end of the game. First of all, crazy game that I won $50 on. Uh, <laughs> team slides into the end zone right on the water. Was that as good as Greg Maddox and the guys sliding on 8-8-88 when it was supposed to be the first night game ever played at Wrigley? I mean, uh, you hmm. you certainly watched the two events and and thought of the other one, right? Like, yeah. And I kind heard, that, I heard um, that Fields said in the post-game press conference that somebody in the huddle suggested they do it. And he said, well, we all have to do it if we're doing it. And I'm wondering if it was Cole Komet, who's obviously from Chicago. Or and he's a Cubs fan. 
Cubs fan, right? Like, he's young, I, but, but, but he would, but he would, he would know about it, Isn't right? He from Arlington Heights, actually. Yes, yes. Arlington Heights, yeah, right? like yes, yeah. literally That's, almost kitty corner to the house I grew up in. He might be a Stucky. I know the house. I mean, it's like maybe six houses away. He might be a Stucky. He could be a Stucky. No, yeah. Uh, but I, I just it made me think of the other one. I was like, well, that was a big game. I don't know if on any level this is a big game, but it was a moment that you do will remember for a yeah. long time. The one I'm like, <laughs> just because the rain was it so was ridiculous. awesome to see and made obviously made everyone so happy. But I'm like, I can already see the memes if they struggle the rest of the year. Someone's gonna put a oh, video yeah. of Justin Fields and like <laughs> yes. bears, bears sliding into last place in the NFC North, and that's and it's gonna piss me off. So I'm just like, I'm hoping there that, will be no Justin Fields no, slander. No, I'm just I'm and yes, David, I am talking. Greg Maddox, Jody Davis was eight eight eighty eight, and they slid towards third base. Yeah, that was a little before Ryan and I's time. Yeah, and mine. But you've seen I'm it, not that right? old either. <laughs> and but Cody's man. but you've Cody's time video, as well, right? Thank Thank you. You. Yeah, they 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 someone brings it back on Twitter every year. Yeah, it's closer to Cody's time, but not his time. But I mean. The first you thing that it. I thought of was, okay, Maddox could have been hurt. And in this case, you were like, can you imagine if, <laughs> if Justin Fields got hurt? Well, that if happened. Remember Lamar guys, Houston? Remember Fields, if one of those guys gets hurt sliding into the end zone, yeah. like he doesn't slide like he thinks he's going to slide, or he lands awkwardly and his shoulder pops out. I know they're professional athletes, but <laughs> guys get hurt sneezing. Yeah. Getting out of hot tubs, like putting their pants on, like washing dishes. To think somebody could get hurt doing a meaningless slide. Guys get blow their knees out celebrating a kick. Yeah, Carlos Martinez last year. Remember he like broke his ankle or something celebrating Jack Flaherty hitting a home run. Who was who was the Bears player that Lamar Houston? Lamar Houston Houston. celebrating a sack ACL done for the season in a fifty to like ten blowout loss. Right, Michael says Rickett slid on the tarp after he traded Darvish. Depressing moments. Well, the best one is uh, can't be confirmed. Who's the guy that ran into the wall, Stucky? Head first. He was a kicker in the NFL. Kicker ran into the wall. He just got so hyped. He ran right in the Oh, wall. yes, Was yes. it Grammatica? Uh, Martin Grammatica, I yes. think he, somebody, Grammatica it might not have been, he got hurt celebrating. Somebody once uh, just. He also blew his knee out. Somebody just went, head-butted the wall, concussed, like, done. Uh, I think one of the Grammatica brothers blew out their knee. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, anyways, uh, Samson and Smiley, the rest of this series. Well, Samson versus DeGrom tomorrow also. Ooh. So, again, Slam just like the Rodon, we're going to get a good look at a guy that could Co- be a future Co- A guy that Cody really, really wants. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying. DeGrom, I thought you were talking about Samson. I'm like, what are you talking about, <laughs> brother? No, nah, uh, yeah, Cubs money line tomorrow, never a doubt. I like it. Never a doubt. <laughs> Should we, I guess? The, Met, the Mets offense really struggling right now. I mean, one run off Javier Assad. Should we finish this yeah. off with who you got? Yeah, we got one last thing. Who you got? And uh, it sorry. was somewhat close, but Cody has won this one. Cody has. Cody using the Joey strategy. <laughs> I've Going used bowling. McKinstry before. McKinstry. It's a good strategy, though. A good, because a if he does well. Say, say I had yes. two hits. If that last hit that was a single and put the runner to third, if that had been a two-run homer, we would have had But a no matter what, if it was going to come up to a, to a toss-up, Cody gets the point. Hep Just had, like I got Hep the point over Ryan on Friday. And I'll never forget it. Hep Just remember who helped get you that point. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Stucky. I was, I Thank was you, Jan Gomes. So happy to see Texas lose, especially after that. Like, I, <laughs> I like seeing Texas lose anyway, but Damn. after that happened, I was like. Damn. I, Damn, when did you join the Odyssey softball team? <laughs> I just don't like Texas. Dobbs, Devin Williams, yeah, he went to Mizzou, man. I, I know we we, we beat them pretty Mizzou. bad in a bowl game a couple years Illinois, ago. That's probably where it comes from. Two and one. Yeah, now? and your coach was just being a jerk. About oh, with the make, Drew making fun of Drew Locke. I'm like, aren't side. you like a 40 year old man, and you're making fun of a 21 year old? Like, relax, dude. I'll keep my mouth. Relax, dude. Like, come on, come on. All I know is Owen. Act like you've been weekend. there. Everybody just simmer down. Anyway, <laughs> Cody won this one. What is the update? Twenty four to twenty to eighteen to two to two to one and a half to one to one. One and a half is Kevin. I've been saying all year that there's a lot of season left. There's not that much season left. No, a lot of game left, though. We're running out of time. All you need is a little hot streak. How many How many to get 63? We got four to go. Magic number? Four. We're at, what, yeah. 59 now? 59, 82. Oh, ah, man. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the 63 wins coming by next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so. the Rockies in town. <laughs> Was it, Ro- is it Rockies this weekend, and they go yeah. play in Miami and then Pittsburgh? Yeah, I was uh, some winnable games. I was How about uh, the Dodgers. I was uh, messaging 
or not messaging, but I replied to one of the DMVR Rockies people uh, the other day and asked, like, hey, we'd love to see KB in Chicago this coming weekend. And he said, not sure if he's making the trip. But Probably not. Who knows? If he is, it'd be, it'd be nice. You know. Four to go. Magic number. I know we should get over it. I'm never getting over it. That's hey, the guy I wanted. Raise him one. Raise him a lord. Cheers to the ass man. First career win. Shout out to yeah, we need, we need to get start. Eric on that. See if we can get a shirt. See if we can get a shirt like, made. I, ass man you, shirt? You give, ass man. That would sell. Ass man ask. shoves in New York. Great. <laughs> just, so, just print the shirts now. Oh, man. We, so, can, we, can, we can have it in like five years and remember the greatness that it was. The Mariners, the Mariners in 2001... Hold the record with 160 in regular season victories. The Dodgers currently sit at 96 wins with 23 games left to play. So they get there. they'll start playing nobody though. They, right? they definitely play. can. Eat, but no, the thing is, nobody for them is still better than half the teams in the league. Yeah, so they have to go 21 and two the rest of the way to beat. They've the got record. 23 games left. They've got to win. Games, 20 wins away. Twenty, yeah. So How many yeah. more? They've got yes. They've got to be red hot, That's but it's possible. It's possible, but it's a lot. Just I'm just more putting it into perspective that this is one of the best regular season teams of all time, and it's just pretty crazy because there's so many other. <laughs> Michael beat me to it. I was gonna say, how many wins for a successful season if just four to go for 63? And Michael <laughs> says successful season is 63 wins. Ricketts has spoken. <laughs> we'll let him have the final word. Yeah. Uh, Cubs beat the Mets in game one of the series. We're back here for pre and post game tomorrow night. Hope you'll join us then. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget, use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk free bets up to 2000 bucks. Have a great night. We'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>